0: And welcome back to the K-Coaching Podcast, where we discuss all things health, fitness, and mindset. And on today's episode, I am going to be doing another Q&A like I did last Friday's episode. Let me know if you enjoy the Q&As, and I can do them every single week, every single Friday, or do you prefer me going through a particular topic? Yeah, just let me know. So I'm going to get straight into the questions. I asked them anonymously because... I just feel like some people, obviously, when it comes to like relationship with food and body image and stuff like that, for a lot of those kind of questions, people would prefer to ask anonymously or in general, you know, which is so understandable. So the first question is, how is your marathon training going? Is this your first marathon? I am absolutely loving my marathon training. Yes, it is my first marathon. I think a lot of people thought that it came out of nowhere and it just kind of, came out of the blue but to be honest I've been thinking about this for a few years now um and I suppose I was never in the position to train for a marathon because I was under eating over exercising and I would just never have had you know the capacity to be able to or the ability to be able to run or train for a marathon like I just physically wouldn't have been capable because sure there were stages there where I couldn't even you know walk without getting like faint I always had brain fog etc so like you know I was so underfueled that like even walking was quite a big task for me I don't know how I trained in the gym it's all very much a blur to be honest and like I wouldn't have been lifting like heavy weights at all at all because I just wouldn't have been able to Um, it was kind of more a tick the box thing oh yeah I went to the gym so I, I got that done but like I didn't actually have the energy to lift like heavy weights um or to build muscle or anything like that um and sure I wasn't eating enough to build muscle anyways so everything was hard Do you know like normal day tasks were really really hard because of brain fog no energy a few preoccupation so there would be no way that I would have been able to train for a marathon and i I'd, I'd imagine even if like I did like say for example let's say I did start like there would have been no I probably would have ended up in hospital or something no joke because yeah I was just so unhealthy and I think that's the full circle moment for me like I'm training for this marathon now and so I debated it for a couple of months so when I knew I was moving to Sydney in January I was setting out all my goals and I was kind of getting fed up of just always bodybuilding training, like gym kind of training, strength style. And you know, it is physique oriented because, well, for me, like it was, like I'd be growing my glutes, growing my quads, growing my delts, like whatever it would be. And like, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, like building muscle, working on physique, etc. But I just got so bored of it. I really just was not enjoying it anymore. And yeah, I just got really bored of it. So then that was already in my subconscious of like getting bored of the gym et cetera. but I was kind of just showing up for my physical and mental health and then yeah I was doing up my vision board and basically I had running a marathon on it and it basically was a Sydney marathon and it was a Sydney marathon and I was like wow like how cool would that be and then I was thinking like you know how would I get through it and what if I couldn't do it and you know all these things were kind of going through my head and then I also needed to check like was there an ulterior motive especially with like having had an eating disorder in the past, past of disordered eating, poor body image, under eating, over exercising, constantly wanting to look a certain way like I had to make sure that like my subconscious mind wasn't like doing this to lose weight or to look a certain way and I was really enjoying running at the start of the year and I just was doing it very very like recreationally and like whenever I kind of wanted and it was very sporadic and I just didn't want it to become a thing that there was pressure attached to it like I always had a grow for running and like I've always said that I always had a love for running even when I was going through the roughest times of like my eating disorder and stuff like that, running was something that was always just like an escape. It wasn't ever, there was never any pressure on it. Isn't it funny? Like I'd use hit workouts and the gym and walking as forms of like overex. I'd use them to overexercise, but it was funny with running. It was always very sporadic and it was always just for my head and, that's why I just didn't want to be doing the marathon if I knew it was I'd end up resenting running. That was the last thing that I ever wanted. So I was thinking about it from January up until about April or May. And then I actually signed. There was one day I was here on my own in the house. And I was like, I'm going doing it. Like I'm signing up to it. And I signed up to it. And at this point, I was still like, Am I actually doing this? Do you know? So I was running twice a week at this point, you know, very, like I said, it was very enjoyable, Um, was really enjoying it, et cetera. And then I came back, I went to Hawaii for a week and I reached out to Nigel, my coach now, and I said, look, I am thinking of doing the marathon. Do you think I'll be able? And he was like, what's the furthest you've ever ran? And I was like, 14 kilometers was the furthest I'd ever ran. And then there was the day where I went to the gym and I was only meant to, and he was like, yeah, no, you'll be Um, He was like, we can do it for sure. And then I went to the gym and I was meant to run three kilometers on the treadmill. And basically I was in such a rut, like of like breaking promises to myself. Like I had a lot of like business goals that I wanted to achieve and like things that I just wanted to take off that I wasn't taking off and I kept promising myself that I would take them off and I wasn't and I was so like frustrated and upset with myself and disappointed in myself to be honest so I was I put on this podcast it was the diary of a CEO it was actually the Shopify owner whoever that is was that podcast and I was just listening to that and I found it very interesting And before that, I would listened to the Alex Hormonesy podcast and I really like enjoy his stuff. And I just felt very inspired. And anyways, I was running on the treadmill and I said I'd do three kilometres. And I was like, God, this podcast is so interesting. I'll just keep going. Like, I feel grand. And then I'd say I was about nine kilometres in. And I was like, because I was so like invested in the podcast. and I really wanted to clear my head because I was just feeling crappy and I was like imagine I was like imagine if I kept going for the duration of the podcast and this is before as well I'd fully decided whether I was going to do the marathon or not this was before I went on holidays like and I was like imagine I could do that and I was like if I could do that if I put my mind to it I think I could do it and that means that if I put my mind to anything, I, I can do it. This is the way I, my brain kind of works. And I've been chatting about this a lot, a lot on my stories recently about mindset and like, you know, hard work and putting in the consistency. And once you show up for yourself every single day, hard work pays off, like it's input versus output. um, And that's what I got from the Hormonesy podcast um with Stephen Bartlett. And he always talks about like input versus output, what you put in, you get out. And it's so true and I really believe in that and I was like you know what if I can do this I I can do all these things in my business that I keep putting off like I can do them and I ended up running for the duration of the podcast which ended up being 28 kilometers <laughs> and I got off and I was like oh my god I did it like I, I did it and I and I felt good so the thing is as well like it wasn't like I just hopped onto the terminal and ran 28 kilometers like I'd been running consistently for since January do you know what I mean like twice a week running consistently so like I had built up a really good aerobic fitness you know and cardio fitness or whatever and then I text Nigel and like this is before I'd signed up with him my coach and I was like I think I'm after running 28 kilometers I was like it can't be I was like it can't be it must be wrong and he was like no Kate like you have and I was like what I couldn't believe it I could not believe it and I was like okay I'm doing the marathon I know I can do it now and that's where the marathon training started and like it's actually mental when you put stuff on your vision board it can be so scary putting it down because for me I get so scared when I put things down because I know they're going to come true like if they're aligned with you and it's something, yeah, like that you're aligned with, I really truly believe like, you know, anything is possible once you put your mind to it. And so that's where the training started. And I just have been loving every second of it. And I suppose because the marathon is for someone very special to me and very close to me and someone who I feel like, you know, has really really guided me in the past couple of months where like I would have been finding things from around I'd say maybe October to around February I was just fine and light kind of tough you know I was just I think faced with a good bit of adversity and it wasn't like I had like major problems or anything like that but I just felt the weight of the world on my shoulders that's how I felt and I chatted about it on a podcast the burnout podcast it's it's a couple of a good couple of episodes back but yeah I just really did feel that and then I just feel like everything happens for a reason and like I was brought to Australia by this person and yeah I just it's really special to me that I'm going to be able to run it for him you know um and in honor of him and like jesus if he was with me now jesus he'd probably have the marathon done twice by the time i'd have it done once but uh hopefully he'll he pull me true true on the day so yeah it's just a really really special thing to me and i i have learned so much from it um also in the sense i suppose of this whole like newfound appreciation as well for my body you know I feel like I've really come full circle with this marathon training it's absolutely incredible I've learned so many lessons from it yeah where I have this entire newfound appreciation for my body and what it can do and how it can carry me on these long distances and how I feel you know how I feel throughout it and how I feel in the middle and like how you know your body never gives up it's always your mind that will give up before your body so you know it's also training your mind and the resilience you build and I feel like I've gotten through like loads of of difficult kind of things through my runs in the sense of like different thought processes and like how my brain works and like really being able to like self observe so like you know if there's like a narrative in my head that's quite negative or negative thoughts or feelings i feel like i've exercised self observing so well through my running where i'm observing what's going on in my head knowing that i'm not my thoughts and i'm not the narrative that's going on in my head and like where sometimes your brain is like it wants you to give up or it wants you to stop and you're able to self-observe and be like that's not me speaking like you know that's just my thoughts and that's just my mind and I'm not my thoughts and I always I I feel like I've strengthened that so much through my um running training being able to like reframe negative thoughts or stories that are going on in my head knowing that that's not me and I think it's really after putting me at peace with a lot of things as well in the sense of you know just to be more present it's Um, really helped me with that I've ran a lot without my ear pods and just let my mind wander and kind of go nowhere and it's been a long long time since I found that where I've just had a clear head or clear space mind or clarity and I think the most important things in life are just like being like I just have this I can't explain it but it's like I'm able to breathe I'm able to run those long distances I'm able to breathe in that fresh crisp air into my lungs on those really early mornings that I'm going out I'm able to get up that early I can run into sunrise I'm like this is incredible I feel like this is what life's about like it's like an entire high like it's incredible it's absolutely incredible and yeah, I was listening to a podcast that Jerry Hussey was speaking on and like he was just saying once you are so content within yourself and you live in line with what you value most and you feel that connection with yourself, like nothing else matters. And we're only here for a short time. And I feel like a lot of the time I'm, I can be very uptight in the sense like I feel like I always have to be achieving, always have to be striving, always have to be going on to the next goal. And whilst you can, you like there's nothing wrong with that and I absolutely do that but I feel like I do it with peace now and like letting it be and like whenever it happens it'll happen kind of thing with hard work consistently but not having to go into things with like this constant like high heart rate and panic mode and being so rigid with everything and like you know you can still get things done being calm and approaching things in a calm manner and relaxing more and lightening up a bit and just having a laugh like you can still get all the same things you want to get done done but you can just have a laugh and not be so uptight about it and that's also another thing I've learned so I've learned so much about myself throughout this training and I just I love it I love it and I feel like a lot of people get into running for like the wrong reasons Um, or else they're like forcing themselves into it. but honestly when people ask me like Kate like how do you do that like how do you run those long distances how do you go out it's because I love it do you know it's like I could say the same thing to you about like I don't know getting into a boxing ring like how do you do that do you know, if I was chatting to Sophie, my best friend, I'd be like, How did you get punched in the face? And she'd be like, Well, I love it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's just your perspective. Like other people might love, you know, the gym or kickboxing or jujitsu or ballet dancing or, you know, and I'd be like, Jesus, how'd you do that? and and they're saying this exact same thing to me you know like but I love it so when you love something it never feels like you have to do it you get to do it you know and it's a privilege um so yeah this is a whole entire tangent about my marathon training and how it's helped my body image my mindset everything so I don't know how long I went on for with that but I might only get a chance to answer two or three more questions because I don't want it to be too long. So yeah, me and my tangents. Okay, next question. How to commit to improving your relationship with food and the possibility of gaining weight when you already struggle like, to like your body at your current weight? Excellent question, okay? So getting your values in line here, Okay what means more to you does improving your relationship with food what comes with that like what are the pros that come with improving your relationship with food write all of those down okay also it's very interesting that you said the possibility of gaining weight when you're already in a body that you you're currently uncomfortable in so that's the thing it's a possibility that you will gain weight it's not guaranteed you know, you could lose weight, you could put on weight, you could maintain weight. You you really don't know. um, And if you are gaining weight, it is a possibility that you may need to. For me, that was the case. Like, I needed to gain weight. I was very underweight, but I was so attached to the identity that I had once once was of being so tiny that gaining weight I found very, very difficult. I found it very difficult seeing my body change. How did I get through it? The reason I got through it was because I constantly reminded myself of what I valued and I valued improving my relationship with food more so I could socialize, be present, not have food preoccupation, be able to live my life without thinking about calories. Like all of these things, I actually just valued so much more than what I looked like um, because I was at my wit's end. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't make it any easier, but you just need to keep reminding yourself of your why And when you think that, like, what I used to think was everyone else was looking at me being like, oh, my God, she's put on so much weight. But the only reason I used to think that was because I used to judge other people and other people's bodies in the sense of I'd look at every single person's body going into the gym and being like, her body's unreal. Her bum is unreal. I wish I had that. Oh, my God, her abs are insane. Like, I like even if they're all positive comments, you're still judging people on their appearance. Right. Because you're so obsessed with your own and that's what was happening me and I used to like hyper on certain things of like when I was putting on body weight I was like oh my god I have no abs anymore and like oh my god what are people going to think of me now because I have no abs and like the truth is no one gives a shit no one gives a shit like when you take a picture do you look at someone in the picture and like oh my god like Look at her body or look at the way it's shaped, or do you criticize it? No, you don't. You don't give a shit. You actually don't give a shit. It's the same when you go on a night out. Like, you're not looking at other people, like judging their bodies, being like, oh my God, like, you know, you're not. You're not looking at other people. You don't give a shit. And if you are, you're probably complimenting them in your head. Do you know what I mean? So, so the person said the possibility of gaining weight when you're already struggling to like your body at your current weight. So, That is really difficult because, of course, on the one hand, you're trying to improve your relationship with food, right? And you're trying to commit to that. And then on the other hand, it's like this want to maybe lose weight um, because you don't feel good in your body. But attaching losing weight with a feeling of happiness is not good because losing weight doesn't equal happiness or doesn't equal being content in your body. Okay? Okay body image is the perception of self it's how you feel in yourself so you need to look at your behaviors what behaviors are you engaging in that are making you feel like shit and making you feel less connected to yourself is that scrolling on your phone is that not taking enough rest constantly going against your body's needs of pushing it to the extremes constantly in flight or fight or flight That's going to mean you're always bloated, you're always on edge, your sleep is going to be shit, your recovery is going to be shit. And when you feel like shit and you're so bloated, of course, you're going to look in the mirror and pull yourself apart because you feel horrible. You know what I mean? And it's because you're doing you're engaging in behaviors that are just not serving you, whereas if you were engaging in behaviors that were serving you over a period of time that are in line with what you value, your body image would actually be amazing. So, and it doesn't even need to be amazing, but it would be much better than what it, what it is. And I think what's so important to remember is that you're always going to have bad body image days, no matter what size you're, you, you are. You know, like, maybe if you're someone who's who's been very lean before, you are very lean, and you're listening to this podcast, you definitely have bad body image days. Do you know what I mean? And, It's interesting because when I was the leanest I ever was that's when I had experienced the most preoccupation around my body obviously around food because I was starving all the time or hungry all the time or restricting my food all the time and my body image was horrific because why because I was so disconnected from myself I wasn't going on social occasions if I was I wasn't present because I was obsessing over calories in cocktails or calories in food couldn't enjoy myself without adding enough calories in my head then the takeaway and the night out after I'd probably end up overeating or binging on and I'd feel like absolute crap the next morning and I'd put it down to drinking loads and eating loads But the reason I felt like fucking shit was because I felt so disconnected from myself because I was under eating before I went out that was causing food preoccupation that was causing bloat that was causing me not to be present with my friends which is something I value massively and Therefore, my body image would be horrific and I'd be waking up the next morning, body checking, seeing if I still have abs. And I would have because I'd be so dehydrated from the alcohol and I'd be like, oh, it's all fine. I have abs again. And like, that's how I live my life. And it was so sad for so long. I became so obsessed with it and it's really hard to let go of that. It really is. But there will come a point where you're like, "Okay, enough is enough. Like, I can't keep living my life like this. So yeah it's just about really getting your values in line and really really being honest with yourself and living in line with those yoga there's research shown that yoga improves emotional regulation improves your body image um improves like that connection with your body and it took me so long to get that like feeling connected to my body I was like what does that even mean but like practicing yoga over a long period of time, meditating. And guys, I don't meditate like all the time lying down on my on my bed. Like I meditate like on my walks. Like I'll box breathe on my walks with no pot with no headphones in. That's when I'll mostly do it. And then the odd time I'll do one lying down. I'll journal a lot. I do a lot of yoga and all these things help you feel more connected to yourself and honestly you'll be like when will I feel like that and it's over a period of time of doing all these things that'll help you emotionally regulate where you will feel like that do you know so I think just always reminding yourself that being uncomfortable in your body now is something that often is because you're engaging in behaviors that aren't serving you okay also it can be the idea of like what like the like internalizing the thin ideal as well like only believing that you're going to be happy if you've abs or if you yeah are lean or if you look a certain way or if you're thin, like only believing you'll be happy when you're that size or only feeling like you'll be accepted when you're that size and that's a core belief that you need to challenge if that's not something that lives in line with what you value you know what I mean so that's a core belief that definitely needs to be challenged and it's a very difficult thing to do um, to challenge your core beliefs but once you remind yourself of what you value consistently doing lots of emotional regulation accepting like being uncomfortable in your body but accepting that like these are thoughts and feelings that I have had because I've internalized maybe the thin ideal for years and learning a new belief is really difficult, like relearning new behaviors that serve me, i.e. regular meals, fueling my body, honoring my hunger, not ignoring it, not suppressing it with coffee, not overexercising, giving it rest when it needs it, um, doing yoga, even though I don't want to do it, even though I feel uncomfortable doing it, slowing down, even though that feels uncomfortable. Uh, meditation journaling etc like doing all the things that like you wouldn't normally do is going to be uncomfortable do you know what I mean but they're the things necessary in order to get to where you want to be and to improve your body image do you know not dieting dieting is going to make you feel even worse than yourself at the minute because your body image is so not so bad but like if you're struggling with your body image a lot of people think dieting will help but dieting actually it's like putting a plaster on a war room because when you diet you're ignoring your body's needs so you're not going. you're gonna feel disconnected from your body when you diet and i'm not anti-diet at all but if you're in a place where you've really bad body image and, and you're engaging in disordered eating behaviors and exercise behaviors and your first protocol is dieting then that's not that optimal um, It all depends on the situation and the context, like sometimes it will be optimal and it will make you feel better, but it all depends on the context. Oftentimes, dieting is going to make you more preoccupied with, food. well, it is going to make you more preoccupied with food, um, it is, you're ignoring your internal hunger cues. So that's making you feel more disconnected from yourself um, and you just feel like crap because there's less energy coming in than going out. So bear with it, like even if you are uncomfortable in your body at the minute, know that like your value of improving your relationship with food means more to you at the minute and just accepting that you're uncomfortable in your body right now. Noticing the feelings and thoughts you have around your body, can you challenge those? Can you reframe um, those? Can you just accept that you feel like shit and do the things you want to do anyway that are maybe going to make you feel better? Like, usually, maybe your default would be dieting, restricting, control, but they haven't worked in the past and they're not going to work now. So, why not try something like meditation, journaling, yoga consistently, fueling your body, honoring your hunger, listening to your body and what it needs when it needs rest? You know, and see what the outcome is from that. Okay, so that's that. Your worst personality characteristic. Okay, my worst, I'd say I am quite stubborn. And sometimes it's to my detriment. How old do you want to be when you get married? I don't put a timeline in things. I'm like, I could be 50. I could be 60. I could be 30. 30 is very young now jesus um so yeah i i don't i really don't know and like i think there's so much pressure and that like oh my god my grandmother now i'd say the minute i turn 26 or 7 she'd be like so kate when are you getting married when are you having babies like whoa nora calm down so my sister and I are so opposite. So Sarah will definitely have like three kids and be married before I even have one. Um, okay. So she like, she'll keep my granny happy for a while and it'll take the pressure off me hopefully love. Um. So I actually don't know how to distinguish between when you should push yourself to get out to the gym or out for a run and when you should actually just rest and do something relaxing finding it very hard to tell if i'm just unmotivated and lazy or if i'm worked hard. i know this person you are not lazy holy mother of god you're the furthest thing from lazy so get that out of your head number one number two asking yourself how is this going to make me feel afterwards is it going to make me feel worse or is it going to make me feel better am I doing this because I genuinely want to do this for my body and for my head? Or am I doing this because I feel like I should? You know, you actually know the answer deep, 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 deep down. And oftentimes if you don't know the answer, just saying to yourself, okay, I'm going to go and see how I feel. And if you feel like absolute shite, leave. Like, there's a couple of times there where I would go to the gym and I wouldn't really feel up for it. And then I get in there and I just be like, no, not today. Like, I don't feel like it. My body's wrecked. Like, it is wrecked. Oftentimes, I think in this day and age, we think our bodies are robots. And then we end up getting really, really, really sick because we just keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing until we just absolutely capsize. And like, that's just not good. You need to look after your body, okay? So always being honest with yourself and not putting pressure on yourself and like if that means taking a month off the gym like I kind of basically took a month off the gym there in February because my body was so tired like I was going to the gym but I was like doing one set on everything because I was burned out so like asking yourself honestly will this make me feel better after am I genuinely just too tired to move if so I know I need rest going and doing it and seeing how you feel and then if you're like If you're there and you just feel horrible, just be like, okay, no, I know I need to go home. Okay, would you mind sharing your morning and evening routine? Of course. So, my morning routine is I'm usually up at like anywhere between half five and six, usually. And usually, like, what I try to do is like fill my own cup first before I like fill anyone else's. But sometimes I will have a call in the morning at like five. Half five or six in the morning, just with time differences. So sometimes it looks like that, and then if it's not a call in the morning, what I usually do is get up, dress my bed, do a bit of stretching or a small bit of yoga, like my ten minute, the ten minute routine that I've shared with all my clients now at this stage. If you're listening, you'll be weak laughing. It's the yoga. I will link it below. I think it's yoga with Cassandra, a ten minute stretch. I love it. I actually just know it off by heart right now. It's brilliant. Then I'll brush my teeth um i'll have my breakfast and then i'll either go for a run um so it could be like a pre-workout meal and then a run or else it's the gym or else it's a rest day and then i'll come back and i will shower have my breakfast and then usually start my work day around nine half eight nine and then i'll do usually like block one of check-ins um, podcast content creation block two of check-ins then a bit of admin if I need to and a bit of study and then in the evening what I try and do is I'll try my best to get off my phone like at least an hour before bed because just to try and start consciously winding down because I feel like I'm very wired after a day's work so I have to consciously try and wind down then I cook my dinner and I watch a bit of Gossip Girl and I read some of my book. I'm reading All Your Perfects by Colleen Hoover at the minute and I love it. And then I go to sleep and I do it all over again. So, yeah, that's kind of me. Very basic. Uh, some mornings I journal, other mornings I don't. I usually journal maybe three times a week. Have you any advice on balancing heading back to final year college and long shifts in placement and training and food? dreading being gone from the house for almost 12 hours a day and having to bring enough food and fit the gym and runs in and around that, let alone socializing and leisure too. Okay, so number one, I wouldn't dread it. The busier you are, the more productive you are, the better you feel, the better sleep you get. So yeah, I actually wouldn't dread it. I'd look forward to it because it's really going to get you into routine and it's going to get you feeling good. Okay, don't overwhelm yourself. Honestly, making things like overnight oats, overnight weedabix, uh yogurt, fruit, granola, um, bringing fruit, having your lunch made the night before, and having your dinner is made for the time when you get in. Now I know, listening to this, you're like, "Jesus, Kate," but lads, if you give two hours there on a Sunday, prepping your food and your bits for the week until ab- until about Wednesday or Thursday, and then just reprep on Wednesday or Thursday for the rest of the week like honestly you'd fly it so doing things like I have like a slow creamy chicken pasta on my uh page on reels it's so yummy doing things like pasta bakes big big things that you can meal prep like chicken curries etc and I definitely would meal prep those as dinners and then I do a separate thing maybe for lunch so let's say you did a pasta bake for lunch and then a chicken curry batch cooked two of those and the chicken curry for dinner um and then you batch cook like you batch made like overnight oats or uh chia pudding or like overnight weedabix or yogurt with granola fruit peanut butter whatever it may be that you want for your breakfast like honestly just it wouldn't even take two hours on a Sunday to do all of that and like you'd be prepped for the whole week food wise and then I just have handy snacks that are easy to like accessible like protein bars, fruit cashew nuts um, almond nuts sesame steaks etc like whatever you're into whatever you want and that's what I would do food wise then so then when you come home in the evening like your food is there just to be heated that's what I like I I if I'm very busy like when I was in final year college that's what I did and it was just a one and I always felt like having things like bagels with like you know cooked chicken or smoked salmon and cream cheese and stuff like that like that it's just easy to get from the fridge as well as always handy so and also for lunch like making a big massive bagel they're so easy to make and you can actually prep those as well which is so ideal are quite nice as well for lunch so then fitting in the gym and runs in and around that so what I would say to you is be realistic around it like if you're doing 12 hours days you're going to be I was going to say something there <laughs> okay language Kate you're going to be fecked okay so um I would say maybe two gym sessions and two runs is plenty if you're running as well two gym sessions two runs Schedule in when you're going to get them done keep at the same time every every week I would always say start a gym session on a Monday because that's one done out the week maybe another one on a Wednesday um a run on a Tuesday and then another run maybe at the weekend and then that's your exercise done for the week and then you've Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, free for leisure and socializing. You know, it's just about being organized. It's There's no point in being overwhelmed by or stressed by it. And to be honest, you shouldn't actually be that tired. If anything, it should give you more energy because you're going to be so strict on your sleep and your days are going to be so productive. So honestly, look forward to it more than anything. OK, and then just being really kind to yourself in the sense of like being realistic with yourself as well and what you can do so like if there's some days where you're absolutely floored from placement i would literally just like go when you go into the gym just see what you feel like doing if that's hopping up on the bike for 20 minutes and that's all you get done it's better than nothing like movement is medicine it's you're not thinking of it as like punishment or that you have to progressively overload or that you always have to get pbs like in this time What you should be valuing is just moving for your mental health and your physical health rather than like what you look like, you know what I mean? Or like having like these crazy goals in the gym of strength and like running when it's not realistic, rather seeing your movement as medicine and as like something that's helping your physical and mental health, you know, how to get in enough protein, micronutrients when improving your relationship with food and eating a lot of lower nutrient dense food. Excellent, excellent question. So what I would say for this is I know exactly what you mean, because I was eating a lot of like less nutrient dense foods when I was improving my relationship with food alongside nutrient dense food, because I'd restricted the less nutrient dense food for so long. So I was like eating a lot more of that. So what I would say here is just adding in foods that make you feel good. Okay, so it's like what foods made me feel good for me? Almond croissants make me feel really good. Ice cream makes me feel really, really good. But also fruit makes me feel really good. Veg makes me feel really good. Sourdough bread makes me feel amazing. It makes me feel like I'm on top of the world. You know, and I think it's just asking yourself what foods make me feel good. And and sometimes it's like making an adult decision as well of like, okay, well, you know, I had an almond croissant for like breakfast. I wouldn't even consider that a breakfast like as a snack so like for my proper breakfast now I'm going to have like you know oats berries protein powder etc you know just having the 80-20 balance and then like maybe for lunch you can always stack your fear foods as well so like let's say a bagel is a really nutrient-dense food but maybe that's something you restricted from yourself from for so long but you may see that as like less nutrient-dense when it's not you know but I would just say to yourself like that this is only going to be a short period of time as well where you'll just be craving these less nutrient dense foods um, a lot and just to go with it and lean into discomfort of it. And it's not always going to be like this. And the more you have them and more the more you include them and the more frequency you have them in your diet, the less the novelty becomes around them. OK, so that's what I would say there i am going to leave the podcast here because i'm not sure how long it is now but i feel like it is quite long but i hope you learned something from it and if you enjoyed make sure you like share and subscribe i also have my youtube channel up and running a good bit at the minute where i'm vlogging all my marathon training so yeah if you want to watch that there do as well and any questions you have after this make you can pop me an email at keycoaching at Or message me on Instagram, underscore K Coaching underscore. I am taking on clients for September. I have very, very, very limited spaces. So if you want to sign up to coaching with me, pop me an email, pop me a DM, or else click the links in the bio below, in the description below on um, this podcast. And I hope you enjoyed, and I'll chat to you all soon.